Last year's Cy Young Award winner came back to form after shaving his face. And do the Dodgers have a new Cy Young contender with someone who's only made a few more starts than I have? You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Somewhere I've got a lower third. Where is it? Where's my lower third? That's a good lower third right there. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last more than a decade or so. And I am now in my fifth full season here as I adjust my camera slightly as a member of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I'm here to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to create an account. Use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Follow us on Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I am your pal, Sully, but Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Um, sorry, couldn't get an episode out yesterday, but I think this is my sixth or seventh episode I've dropped this week. Uh, I've been dropping a lot, and I'm going to be dropping uh, an episode tomorrow with the great Jason Burke of Lockdown A's. We're going to be talking about the mess that is going on in Oakland. Are they even going to Vegas? Are they staying in Oakland? And they're doing what's called a reverse boycott. And we're going to explain that in the upcoming episode with Jason Burke. I'm recording this on Sunday. It is the 10th of June, which means we are now in mid-June. Now, the the Mets won today, uh, ending what was – every time I thought they hit bottom, they grabbed a shovel and kept shoveling. You know, they had that brutal sweep at the hands of Atlanta, which ended on, you know, a home run in the 10th, a walk-off in the in the 9th. Then they faced Pittsburgh the next day, and the Pirates blew the doors off the dump. The it, Apparently, the Steelers beat the Giants 14-7 to in that game. Uh, and actually, it was 14-7. It never seemed that close. But today, because baseball is the greatest game of all, uh, one day the Mets let up 14 runs. The next day, they let up one. So the Mets got off the schneid, and for all of the people who have been screaming that, well, you know, the the Nationals won the World Series, they had a losing record this time. The Braves won the World Series, they had a losing record this time. Last year, the Phillies won the National League pennant, they had a losing record at this time. That's all fine and good. But all those teams had to turn it around eventually. Eventually, they had to put the afthrusters on, and with about, was it 98, 97 games left for the Mets? They still have to play 600 ball. They have to win six out of every 10 games for the rest of the year if they want to hit that 90 win mark. Um, I'll tell you a team that is in a playoff position. Uh, now, no one So far, it looks like no one's catching the Braves, at least not anytime soon. Ronald Acuna Jr. hit another home run. He's making a case to be the most valuable player in the National League. But um, the Marlins, the Marlins, remember, I picked the Marlins to be a playoff team. Does that make me Nostradamus? Does that make me a, a great uh, prognosticator 
Of course it doesn't, because last year I picked Jose Barrios to win the Cy Young Award. I picked the Cardinals to have an easy time of it to win the National League Central. A lot of my predictions stink. But the Marlins may be one that, you know, maybe the the blind squirrel catches a nut sort of thing. Um, Sandy Alcantara was last year's Cy Young Award winner, and justifiably so. He had a phenomenal year this year. He's had a weird year this year. I mean, his ERA is a lot higher than you would think it would be at this point. His ERA, even with his fine performance today, is at 4.75. He's pitched, like, it's strange. Like, he's pitched deep into games, except he's not pitched well deep into games. He's given them innings. They just haven't been the great innings he had last year. Well, he shaved his face today and pitched seven innings against Chicago, the White Sox, and held him to one run over seven innings. Now, I don't care about win-loss record. I honestly don't. And he did not get the win. Okert got the win pitching one inning. He pitched a shot out eighth inning. Now, um, it was a one nothing game with the White Sox winning one nothing going into the ninth inning. And they brought in old 2018 Red Sox Joe Kelly to close out the game. And Joe Kelly had nothing. He had nothing with a capital nothing. And it looked like the White Sox were about to win their, you know, to win another game. And with the Twins not exactly running away with it as it is, uh, it looked like, holy Toledo, are the White Sox going to slowly creep back, sleep, creep back and creep back? And the White Sox wound up having, you know, they got five innings out of Kopech. And then everyone else in the bullpen did their job, handed the ball to Kelly. And he has, let's be honest, a really ugly line. A one inning pit, a one, sorry, one out recorded, one third of an inning, um, two earned runs, which stinks in one third of an inning, Uh, three unearned, five runs altogether. There was an error by Tim Anderson that kind of opened the floodgates. It looked like it may have, you know, it it basically prolonged, allowed the tying run to score. And then the the Marlins put up a five spot in the top of the ninth, and they wound up winning the game five to one. Well, this is a good, I mean, look at the Marlins are right now not one of those wildcard team that's on the periphery. As of this recording, they have the second best record of any wildcard team, trailing only the Los Angeles Dodgers, which is weird to think of the Dodgers as a wildcard team. But, you know, the the Diamondbacks are on an absolute rampage. By the way, the Diamondbacks are only one game back of the Braves at this point. They're, they're off to a phenomenal start. But with a 554 winning percentage that the, uh, you know, that the Marlins currently have, they're on pace to be... A nine, roughly a ninety-win team. You know they're on. They're currently on the pace for the whole season. What some of these disappointing teams—the Mets, the Padres, the Phillies, the Cardinals—all have to be aiming for. They have to start playing like the Marlins. And let me tell you something. Sandy Alcantara gave himself a shave. I don't think the facial hair was weighing him down, but look at—he pitched well. If the Marlins can get closer to last year's Alcantara instead of the, well, he's pitching a lot of innings Alcantara that they've had now. That's going to be a scary situation for the teams that are 
currently following Miami to get to one of those wildcard positions. Why? You ask your pal Sully. Because that's like making an acquisition. That's like trading an okay pitcher who's an innings eater for an ace. And they've already been getting excellent pitching. They've already been getting some solid hits as well. The Marlins are slowly and steadily becoming a potential scary team in a postseason series. And I can't help but think of the wild coincidence. Let's picture this happening, shall we? Let's just say this happens. Let's just say the Marlins make the make the playoffs. And the pitching gets hot at the right time. Things click. They win that wild card series. They upset one of the really big teams in the division series. They rampage to the NLCS. And they win a tight World Series. Is that possible? Sure. It would be very similar to what happened with Atlanta a couple of years ago. Oh, similar to what happened with Philadelphia, who got to the World Series last year, despite being the visiting team in the wild card series. If that happens then the Toronto Blue Jays have to immediately fire Don Mattingly. Follow me. Don Mattingly is the single most snake-bitten figure I've ever seen in baseball history. The World Series always eludes him. Barely. The Yankees in the late 70s, early 80s are a fixture in the playoffs. They win three straight pennants. In the late 1970s, they go to the 1981 World Series. In 1982, Don Mattingly shows up. They don't go to the playoffs for from 19 uh, for his entire career. You know, from 81 to the strike, no playoff appearances for the Yankees. Yes, it was harder to get in the postseason back then, but they also had some damn good teams. And the American League was East was pretty weak in a couple of those years, but no appearances for the Yankees. The strike wiped away his best shot. They had the the Yankees go on a phenomenal last month of the season in 1995. Mattingly makes the playoffs for the only time in his entire career as a player in 1995. Retires after 1995. He's not part of the team and the coaching staff or anything in 1996. They win the World Series. The minute he showed, the the year before he played, they're in the World Series. The year after he played, they win the World Series. They go on the greatest World Series run we've seen in a generation. They win the 96 World Series. They win the 98 World Series. They win the 99 World Series. They win the 2000 World Series. They're one inning away from putting a four-peat up and losing 2001 in the bottom of the ninth inning. They get to the 2003 World Series. They're just, from 96 to 2003, they missed the World Series twice. In 2004, Don Manningly returned to the Yankees as a coach because he didn't participate as a coach in any of those World Series. 2004, he arrives as a coach, and they get to one inning away from winning the pennant, and Don Manningly finally participating in a World Series, and Yankee fans, what happened in 2004? The greatest collapse in the history of postseason baseball. They don't make the they don't make the World Series in 2004 with Manningly there. 2005 with Manningly there. 2006 with Manningly there. 2007 with Manningly there. 
After 2007, Mattingly goes to Los Angeles with Joe Torre. What happens? One year, he, he leaves after 2007, and then in 2009, the Yankees win the World Series with Mattingly not there. He goes to Los Angeles. He's there as the coach under Torrey, and then later the manager. They go to the playoffs left and right, but they can't make that next step. They can't make that next step. After the 2015 season, Mattingly leaves to go to Miami. 2017, Dodgers go to the World Series, and only a trash can keeps them from winning it. 2018, they go to the World Series. Shenanigans by the Red Sox keep them from winning it. 2020, they win the COVID Series. He goes to Miami. If he leaves after this, after the 2022 season, if they win the World Series this year, it just shows wherever Mattingly goes. Once he goes, the World Series is theirs. And by the way, if you are a Miami fan, please, please, please start buying tickets. Go see those games there. And if you're going to be using tickets, you're going to be buying those tickets. Let me tell you, you got to use Game Time. Game time now. Game time's the best way to get your tickets and to get them last minute. Start filling up that stadium. They don't have the statue there anymore, but you got a good team to watch. And it's the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater near you. Use game time with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. So you can stop guessing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all that Marlins fun you can have or whatever you're going to do. Flash deals. Boom, we got tickets for you. Last minute tickets. Easy to find. You can buy the tickets for any kind of event, and you get the images of your seat view. Hey, not crazy about that view. Oh, that's the view I want. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all that great stuff. You get exclusive flash deals. Game time guarantee means you're always going to get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you can get all your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps. You're all set. Tickets are sent to your phone. You don't have to dig through your emails. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know, the Dodgers are right now trailing the Arizona Diamondbacks, but the Dodgers are having, they're only trailing them because Diamondbacks are off to a terrific start. You know, the Dodgers, as of this recording, are 37 and 28. You know, they're they're three games back in the loss column of Arizona, and I don't think it's any stretch to say that they have a very good shot of catching Arizona and certainly are going to be a team to be reckoned with uh, come October. Now, the the Dodgers won today nine nothing against the Phillies. The Phillies, by the way, are two games. The defending National League champions are two games under five hundred. It's tough to make sense of the Phillies. By the way, Kyle Schwarber, you look at his stats; he looks terrible. And yet, every time I watch him, he hits, he hits home runs. So, Phillies fans, go ahead and start paying me, and I promise you, I'll watch every game. Because they'll bat a thousand. Um, today, the Dodgers beat the Phillies nine nothing, and I'll tell you why nine uh, nothing games make me laugh. Because if a game is boycotted, or a game is I, I, I guess not boycotted, forfeited, 
if a team doesn't show up and we forfeit the game, they have to write an official score for a forfeited game. So let's say the Phillies knew the Dodgers were coming and say, we're not even going to show up. We're not going to win. We forfeit. We forfeit. So the official score for a forfeited game is 9 nothing. So when I see a team loses 9 nothing, I kind of chuckle a little bit. And I think, you just should have stayed home. If you stayed home, the same result would have happened. When I see a team lose like, like 15 to nothing, I think, if they stayed home and didn't show up, it would actually improve their run differential. They would still get the loss, but you would only have a nine to nothing run differential instead of like a 15 to nothing. Well, the Dodgers won today. Um, and, you know, JD Martinez, why can't the Red Sox find players like JD Martinez? JD Martinez hit another home run. He has 16 home runs this year. Do you realize that? You know, he yes, he had he did have a fine year, you know, last year with with Boston. But you know, they, people were talking as if he was, you know, he was washed up or something like that. I don't know the answer to that. He has 16 home runs this year. His OPS is 9.45. Oh, by the way, uh, Mookie Betts uh, went two for four with two runs scored, two runs bad, and his OPS is 9.02. Seriously, why can't the Red Sox find players like this? Um, the uh, Bobby Miller got the start for the LA Dodgers. And this is his third start. And he's won all three of them. And again, I, I don't pay that much. I don't pay, I hardly pay any attention to a win loss record. I'll tell you a whole hell of a lot. But the fact that he has an ERA of uh, 0.78 is showing that the Dodgers have reached into their farm system and they have found a potential ace. They have found someone who they can hand the ball to every five days and probably get a, probably get a solid win. And it's, if it's pitching depth, that's going to be the name of the game to know that you can bring in, you can find a Bobby Smith to put into, or Bobby Miller. I'm Bobby Miller. Why am I calling him Bobby Smith? It says right there. I know it's Bobby Miller. Who the hell is Bobby Smith? who I'm giving all this credit to. You know what? I'm not even going to edit that out. I'm not even going to edit that out. I messed up by calling him Bobby Smith. I'm going to say Bobby. I'm going to call him Bobby Miller and then say that. Anyway, doesn't matter. Now, when you think of the fact that Noah Syndergaard has been, they put him on the, ow, my arm hurts, uh, disabled, injured list. And he's been rotten. Uh, Julio Urias has been injured. Dustin May has been injured that they can look, say, okay, we've had the, just this rash of injuries in the Dodgers rotation, and they can reach down and pull a Bobby Miller in and stick him right into the rotation and not miss a beat. If May comes back, and May was off to a good start, if Urias comes back, he was off to an okay start, and Gonsolin, who's pitching well this year, and Grove, who hasn't been pitching well this year, but you know, maybe he doesn't, Maybe you find a spot for him in the bullpen. By the way, Shelby Miller, the same Shelby Miller who was included in the dreadful, uh, uh, what was it, Dansby Swanson trade, former Cardinal and Brave pitcher. He's pitching well out of the bullpen. I love stories like that. Players, when you look at is that the same dude? Yeah, it's the same dude. 
But if you have Gonsolin and Kershaw and Bobby Miller and some combination of Urias and Dustin May pitching well, and if they're all healthy towards the end of the year, this is the sort of thing, and you can you can put a Victor Gonzalez somewhere in the in the rotate in the uh, bullpen and give them some depth there. That's uh, we're suddenly looking at a Dodger team that you know whether they win the division or not, it's pulling in the players from the farm system, and we've been seeing that. You know, Eli De La Cruz got another big hit today for Cincinnati, and all of a sudden, you know, the 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 Reds smacked the Cardinals around, finding those players from their farm and allowing them, giving giving them the the trust that the Dodgers are giving Bobby Miller. Forget Bobby Smith, that guy stinks. But Miller dominated again against the Phillies team that we know that when things are clicking, they could rake whether they have Harper or not. So that makes it, you know, look at this is a Dodger team with a strange legacy right now. They've got to win another World Series to sort of cement their reputation. Last year was a, a, a genuine kick to the fruit stand for the Dodgers. They had the greatest regular season they ever had last year. And they won one damn game against the Padres when the goose showed up. And Last year was supposed to be a coronation season. They were going to win a World Series over a 162-game season and cement the reputation instead of having a uh, a team that they only look, well, they won the one year they won was the weird COVID season where there was cardboard cutouts in the stands. They need to win another one to sort of differentiate themselves from the Bobby Cox Braves, another team that was brilliant for a long period of time but only put it together to win one title. And the year that the Braves won was not their best year. The 93 Braves was the best team they ever had in terms of pure talent on the field. I digress a little bit. You know it's going to be people like Bobby Miller who are going to be the difference. You know it's going to be people like that who solidify the team. And with Clayton Kershaw having a uh, a wonderful rebound season, Miller has someone to look up to and say, hey, Arguably the greatest Los Angeles Dodger is my mentor. I say arguably because you can always point to Sandy Koufax, but Kershaw's peak was a hell of a lot longer than Koufax's. And if Miller can develop into that, then Diamondbacks glory notwithstanding, Dodgers will be very tough. And there's one other team that needs to reach into their farm and pull out that other gem. That other gem is sitting there. But it's time to talk about pants. It's time to talk about the pants you want to wear. It's going to be summertime. It is summertime. You got to wear your shorts. But you don't want to wear those shorts that don't feel right. You want to you wear the shorts that look like good, solid khaki shorts, but feel like comfortable gym shorts. Did I mention bird dogs? Bird dogs give that stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg give you a nice sculpted look hey look at sully's legs they make you look good and they fit right and they fit better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff restricting cotton and they fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks like khaki but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement they use anti-stink wicking fabric 
Say that three times fast. That keeps you cool and dry all day long. So they feel great. They make you look great. It feels like you're wearing your gym shorts, but you're wearing nice khaki shorts. What's the issue? Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter promo code locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. By the way, did you notice that the Baltimore Orioles, who uh, I believe they won today, the Baltimore Orioles are uh, on pace to be a 100-win team. Yeah, they beat the Kansas City 6-1. to one. Um, That's uh, that's pretty – look at – I did a double take when I did that because I knew the Orioles were playing well. I knew their summer score was, was solid. I knew that they'd been in the playoffs. They've been a playoff team every day since, uh, you know, since Memorial Day. But I didn't, because, uh, you know, because they're in the same division as the, uh, as the Rays, their excellence has been kind of sort of overshadowed. But the fact of the matter, you know, the Orioles are 40 and 24. The Orioles are playing 625 baseball. Now, the only other teams that are playing 625 baseball are the Braves, the Rangers, believe it or not, and the Rays. They're playing better ball than, than the Astros. They're playing better ball than the Yankees. They're playing better ball than the L.A. Dodgers. They're playing better ball than the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are in first place in the West. Now, with Cedric Mullins out for a little bit, they rolled the dice with, with Hicks who was uh, let go from the Yankees. And that's fine. No risk. You know, he, but, you know, and of course he could, you know, Hicks could wind up being, uh, you know, finding the a little fountain of youth and everything. But I'll tell you, Colton Kowser. Colton Kowser. That's a great name. Any name that has alliteration like that, I'm for. Colton Kowser is a 23-year-old outfielder playing in AAA in Baltimore right now. Last year, and he came, he was drafted, he came in from Sam Houston State in uh, 2021. He had a, he was good in single-A ball, had a good start. Last year, he went, he shot from single-A all the way to triple-A. He dominated double-A. And struggled a bit in AAA. So we went back there in AAA Norfolk. And going into today, he was slashing a 336 average, 482 on base, a 571 slugging for an OPS of 1.053. He has home runs. He has some stolen base ability. And he is sitting there in triple a while the Orioles are throwing at bats to Hicks, as we noted with Eli De La Cruz, as we noted with Bobby Miller, sometimes the right thing to do is say, Hey, who do we have in the cupboard? You have this guy who was, you know, considered a prospect, you know, he based upon his fine season he had last year, it's not like he's an obscure, but he's also not like the Gunnar Henderson or the Adley Rushman. One of these people were being, 
touted as the great all-time prospects coming up through Baltimore's organization. But he is a left-handed, power-hitting. He was, you know, the fifth pick overall a few years ago, sitting right there in their farm. And all the Orioles have to do is say, bring him up. Well, Mullins out. Why do you not have this guy up? Give him his at-bats. He could be one of the situations where even if it's just for a few weeks, new to the league, no one, knows, no one scouted him yet, he gives the team a nice boost, a nice little bump. And by the time Mullins comes back, maybe he would have to be sent back down. Or who knows, maybe he'll go on a tear. Baseball is littered with players who have given their team a spark for a few weeks. And for a team that's already sparking quite well, thank you very much, this will allow them to keep those wins piling up now. It's important when you consider that the American League wildcard is once again destined to be a scrum. The Yankees, Astros, and Blue Jays are all kind of you know crammed together. The Angels, who are on a five-game winning streak, are not that far behind. And Baltimore right now has the best record of any of the wildcard teams. You want to build upon that. You want to have those in the bank when we head down September. And having a player be a potential spark plug is right there in Colton Kowser. So give it a shot. Give it a look. And uh, by the way, there's some baseball still going on right now, and I'm going to see what happened in Red Sox-Yankees. So uh, we're going to have some fun episodes coming up this week, including Jason Burke talking about the reverse boycott in Oakland. And my buddy Millard is going to be here for one of the uh, episodes. So, been a lot of episodes dropped this week. I hope you enjoyed this one. And check them, check out our episodes coming tomorrow. we got a bunch of episodes coming out. And I may be doing a few on location as the Locked On MLB Caravan is heading up north to be in the Bay Area pretty soon. So, follow us at Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I am your pal, Sly. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Praising! The clean-shaven Sandy Alcantara, Bobby Miller, Colton Kowser, forget Bobby Smith, and the hex that is Don Mattingly. This has been Locked On MLB for the 10th day of June, 2023. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.